0: Creating and protecting a startup's intellectual property portfolio is arguably one of the most crucial tasks in establishing a successful enterprise. A company that is getting off the ground will have to deal with a particular set of IP issues. Finnegan partner Darren Giron joins us now to offer a few best practices for protecting the IP portfolio of a startup. First of all, Darren, what IP issues do startups face that other larger and established companies might not?
1: Well, there's a couple of issues that startups face that maybe larger companies don't face. One thing is that startups are often interested, certainly because of the stage of development they're in, in building corporate value. And whether that's because of their goals of a potential exit at some point or whether they want to attract investor interest, one of the main goals of startups is to build corporate interest. And, and one way of doing that is to develop a strong patent portfolio that protects their intellectual property in a way that will build corporate value. Another issue that startups face that perhaps larger companies don't often face is that once a company has become large, oftentimes their technology becomes a bit more diversified and they may have more products or more technology areas, whereas a startup company may be focused primarily upon developing one particular technology and and one product or one category of products. And oftentimes that means that without proper IP to protect that technology and those innovations, a competitor can come along, have full access to that technology, and essentially take it. And once doing that, the startup is in a very vulnerable position, one in which if the competitors are allowed to do that, the startup basically has nothing left to fall back upon. And not having proper IP protection can be a break-the-company sort of thing.
0: And how should a startup develop its patent so as to not waste precious resources?
1: Well, the number one most important thing to make sure that a startup is not wasting resources on obtaining IP is to have a sound patent strategy. And what I would recommend is taking a business-first approach to developing that patent strategy. We first have to figure out how the company is expecting to make its money, where the revenue is going to come from, is that going to come from a particular product or service. And that gives us an idea of, of how to focus our patent protection. After that, we're going to need to consider what are the features that a competitor who comes along is going to need to have to do in order to compete with the startup's technology or services? And by identifying those things, we can put together a sound patent strategy that allows us to identify the critical areas where we need to place our rights to exclude so that competitors can't come along and essentially copy those things. Now, as far as how to preserve resources in doing that. One way to do a patent strategy is just say, you know what, here's my technology. I'm just going to patent everything that has to do with this technology. And that can be a very costly approach. On the other hand, if we strategically develop an idea of where the competitors are going to have to follow in our startup company's footsteps, what are the things they're going to have to have in order to compete with the products that are going to drive our revenue stream Those things give us an indication of where the critical bottlenecks essentially are. And that's where it's especially important to place our patent protections. And if we identify and acquire patents that successfully block those critical bottlenecks, that's when we know that we've obtained maximum protection for the company, but for a very sound expenditure of resources.
0: Darren, how do you make IP valuable and attractive to investors?
1: So today's IP investors don't take the approach that oftentimes IP investors in the past have taken, which I call a checkbox approach to patenting. And what I mean by that is oftentimes in the past, investors would look at companies and say, hey, this technology is really good and really interesting to us. Hey, do you have some patents that go along with this? And and the company would say, yeah, we've got some patents. And they say, great. You know, they check the box and they move on to the next thing about the business plan and other criteria for evaluating the company and, and whether they want to invest. Today's investors, however, are becoming much more savvy. And what they're looking for are not only whether you just have patents, but how well those patents actually serve to protect the technology of the the startup company. And so what they're doing is they're doing deep due diligence dives, looking at the patents, looking at the claims, and figuring out what rights to exclude do the patents provide and how broad is that scope. Is it something where, yes, they've got some patents, but you look at the claims... And they're off in right field somewhere protecting a very narrow sliver of the technology for which competitors walk up to and say, you know what? Um, yeah, I see you've got a patent there, but there are many alternatives to doing that. And, and I can just practice this other perfectly viable alternative and can walk around that. And that type of patent isn't necessarily exciting to an investor. They want to see patents that matter to competitors that capture really the the critical areas of a technology such that if competitors come along... And they see the patents of that startup company or any company, and they say, There's only a few ways that they can solve this technological problem. And this company has gotten patents on the number one best solution and also has patents on the two best alternatives, for example. And if and investors are looking at patent claims and seeing what scope of protection they provide, and they're coming to the conclusion that competitors are going to have a really difficult time maneuvering in this area, in fact, value to the investor is going to be maximized if, the, if a competitor comes along and they basically have to decide between either exiting the market to avoid liability or buying the company. And that's a position that's going to really excite investors.
0: Finally, Darren, how can a startup protect their IP from competitors?
1: Well, the number one thing for a startup to consider when wanting to get patents that protect their IP from competitors is to get patents that matter to the competitors Because all patents are not created equal. Some the competitors walked up to and say, you know, there's a perfectly viable alternative to this patent, and I'm just going to take that and do it. And and that's not where the startup wants to be. They want to be in a position where the competitor walks up and says, I see no way around this patent. I'm going to have a real problem navigating in this area. And, in fact, I don't have a good way around this. I don't have a a good competitive market alternative. Now, the way to do that, there's three points that I would recommend. One is to first take a business-first approach to developing a patent strategy figure out how the company is going to make its money and what features are going to drive that revenue stream. And that gives us an idea to cover point number two, which is after I've identified my revenue stream, I want to identify what features of my products are critically important such that when a competitor comes along and tries to draw away that revenue stream, they're going to have to have those same features in their own products in order to compete with me. If there's no other commercially viable alternatives And I've identified those features. Those are the things I want to make sure that I aim my patents at. And finally, I want to make sure that I get litigation-ready patents because, after all, a patent that can't stand up to a challenge in court isn't going to be effective. And so it's important to get someone with litigation experience to make sure that claims are drafted in such a way that they haven't introduced a pitfall that's going to make them fail during litigation.
0: Our guest has been Darren Giron, partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.